Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode in this podcast. This is your girl, De La Sabio. You are listening to Bridging Faith and Business, where you learn about all things faith and business. Welcome back to the OG listeners, those of you who have been listening since day one. Welcome back, y'all, and happy new year. We are in 2021, and it is an astounding pleasure to be back with you guys yet another year. And welcomes, a special, special welcome to those who have just joined the family and have been listening to us for the first time, for the first day. Welcome. This is a space where you will learn all things faith and business not only that but things that are made practical concerning your faith and will help you in your faith walk so welcome to the family please go ahead and grab your tea and your coffee before we dive into our conversation today I know that we have been uh, laying low for the past few weeks but we are back in action back in the new year and we are going forward in the season that we're in and we've been talking about Hosea 4 and 6 are people perish for the lack of knowledge and that is exactly what we are going to focus on today. We have a good conversation to speak on today. So go ahead, hit pause, go grab your tea, go grab your journals, go grab your coffee because we are going to get this work. All right, let's get it. Happy Monday, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I have with me my notes, a filled a bag filled of excitement and hope for today. And I also have with me in my mug, I have my green tea, which I just started drinking my green tea again mainly because I've been feeling like a detox is most necessary during this time of my life. Green tea helps with the improvement of your brain function. It helps with fat loss. It also helps with protecting you against cancer. And it also lowers the risk of heart disease. These are just a few benefits of green tea. And anytime I'm drinking green tea, I always think about the facts. I always think about the benefits. I always think about what it's doing to my body. And that alone improves and motivates me to drink some more. The same thing with water and any other thing that I I need, but I don't necessarily want to eat or drink. I always look up the benefits and the um, facts to it to, to really understand what it does to my body. And that alone motivates me to get a lot more of it and help me balance out my health. But anyways, that's just a little bit about green tea. I hope that you guys are taking into consideration the type of teas that you're drinking and the amounts of sugars that you're putting into your teas because all of that does affect the body. So you want to be a little bit more mindful and conscious. And the only reason why I'm talking like this, y'all, is because I had a big check with the Holy Spirit and he reminded me your temple does not belong to you. The temple belongs to the Holy Spirit himself so I had a huge conviction and I had to repent like okay I've been eating for me I've been eating for myself during these past few months and as a result of it I've gained a few help a few pounds not healthy a few pounds and so I have been retracing my steps back to health so as you guys can see the title of today's topic is piercings and tattoos and I love to talk about things like this because again I feel like a lot of people don't talk about it because they don't understand and a lot of times we're so quick to say that's not good and not really have a factual biblical explanation to why we do the things that we do and why we don't do the things that we do and so which is why I'm so enjoying these conversation with you guys because this 
I, to be honest, all of this is coming from the Holy Spirit. Y'all know that this is a podcast led by the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gets me the episodes. He gives me the topics. He gives me the themes. He gives me the scriptures and the understanding that I need in order to talk about the things that I do. I don't talk about the things that I don't know because I don't put myself in a position where I'm just going to just speak things and not really understand it that's actually very dangerous to do so what I do is I take the time to study with the Holy Spirit as to what he is showing to me so as you can see in a previous episode we talked about divination we talked about horoscopes we talked about astrology we talked about yoga we talked about several other things we talked about also ourselves. right the Lord had to check ourselves like are you a fan or a disciple and if you haven't heard any of those episodes I do encourage you to go back and take a listen to those um, as you please at your own time. You need to listen to those messages. And oftentimes we feel like it because it doesn't necessarily relate to us, we don't listen to it. But can I tell you that that is, that is a selfish mentality because the life that we live as Christians, as ambassadors, as sons and daughters, we don't live our life for ourselves. So just because it doesn't necessarily mean that you never practice yoga, it doesn't necessarily mean that it, it doesn't matter because you never know that God will put you in a situation with a yogist and he will let you minister to them based on what you have learned and based on what you know that has been revealed by the Holy Spirit to you, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have practiced yoga, but because you have knowledge and understanding in this matter, in this subject, now you are in a better predicament to minister to a yogis. And also the same thing with astrology. It's good to have understanding. It's good to have knowledge. So I advise you, just because these things has nothing to do with you, if you've never tapped into it or if you never really understood it or if it's not something that you do please still give it a listen is what I'm trying to say give it a listen because it will put you in a better position to minister to people the father says that he he is sending us two by two to preach the gospel and so how can we preach the gospel if we're only preaching on the things that we that we know How can we preach the gospel if we're only preaching on things that we're comfortable in? So I just want to let you know that it's time for you to to get comfortable being uncomfortable by listening to these things, understanding these things, writing down the notes on these things and going back and praying on these on the things that you don't understand pertaining these subjects. So don't neglect a subject because it has nothing to do with you. Remember that you are an ambassador An ambassador doesn't pick and chooses its subjects and ambassador preaches the gospel of the Lord, not just one section, but all the gospel of the Lord. So first, I want to talk about a nose ring. A few months back, I received in a image, I saw a bowl and the bull had a nose ring. And I kept asking the Lord, Lord, what is that? What does that mean? And then I was led to look up a nose ring and to do in-depth research on what a nose ring was originally intended for. Now listen to this. A nose ring is designed to put through an animal's nose to lead it or control it. We didn't even get too far. I haven't even given you scripture for this. A nose ring is put through an animal's nose to lead it or to control it. Now, the ring is big enough through the animal's nose so that humans can put their hands through the, through 
through the ring and so that they can lead them and pull them towards a direction whether it's the north whether it's the east the south or the west they lead them to their food they lead them to a corner where they're gathering them they lead them and control them at their own possession this nose ring originally before we started putting it on our nose as humans originally it was designed to control pigs cattle and bulls bulls is what i saw in a vision with a nose ring as i was doing this research i've learned that the reason that they use these nose rings on these animals was to control them, to direct them, for hand to handle them correctly, to bring them into a space of submission. The leading and the controlling and the directing and the handling was all for one particular mission, for one particular reason, which was to bring the animal into submission. The leading and the controlling, the months after months, and since the animal is young until it's an adult, it is controlled. It is trained and all of it to so that the animal can be submitted to the specific control of the humans now when I was in college I went and I got a piercing with my friends and even on the date that I went to receive this piercing I went to get the piercing number one one of the main reason was to let my mom know that I am now a teenager and I can now make my own decisions because I was a freshman in college and because all of my friends were getting their piercings their nose piercings in particular I was going for this reason mom I'm getting my nose pierced whether you like it or not and you have been controlling me all your life so therefore I'm going to make a stance in an establishment so that you can know that I am no longer somebody that you can control that I can make my own decisions just like you can control me another reason why I got the nose piercing or I wanted it it's because I felt like it was a a sense of me being mature a sense of me making my own decision. It was a celebration of leaving my mom's house. It was a celebration of me going to college and doing things that I thought college people were supposed to do. Another reason was because I felt like it was cute. It made you look cuter. It made you look cooler. Like you you just fit in because you had a nose ring. You Because you were able to take some sort of pain, you fit into a category of rebellion. You, you be, And rebellion didn't wasn't a bad thing for me at that time time it was a a good sign it was a sign of I was able to endure this pain I've been through stuff and I want to just like I've been through stuff this is one of my ways of coping with my dark past this is one of my ways of just getting over what happened to me as a little girl so I'm gonna step into rebellion and do what I have to do starting with this nose piercing and even in that same time y'all that's when I began to drink that's when I began to tap into other things and this was one of the main staples of of my life in college that I decided that this was a symbol of adulthood. This was a symbol of me celebrating me growing up and leaving my mom's house. Now, why am I listing why I got a nose ring? 
because it is important to understand why we do the things that we do. What is our mentality when we choose to get the piercing? Why do we want the piercing? And a lot of times these things are even attached to spiritual bondage, seduction, uh, infirmity. It's, it's attached to other things that are deeper that we can comprehend or even understand at this time. But I'm going to keep it basic and I'm going to keep it practical. So these are the reasons why I decided to get the nose ring. Another reason why I am listing these things is because this is not a conviction for everybody not everybody will be convicted in the same way for the nose ring and not everybody sees it as the wrong thing but I'm just sharing this because some of you have been questioning about piercings if they're good or are they bad and I'm going to answer that for you in a very simple simple way but let me highlight this When I first gave my life to the Lord, I had my nose piercing until a year in, a year and a half in. And no one ever told me it was bad. No one ever said it was good. No one ever said anything about it. In fact, I didn't feel judged. I never felt judged about it. And so I remember keeping my nose ring in and still studying the Bible and praying and fasting and doing all these things. And the Lord did not talk talk to me about my piercing until later in my walk until a year in when I was able to really understand and hear the voice of God I remember a year in of me being saved I will wake up and my nose ring will be nowhere to be found it sometimes I'll wake up and it'll be like in the bed out of my nose and this this was constantly and then I realized and I kept finding it I'll hunt for it and I'll find it and I'll put it back other times I had some like extra nose rings in my cabinets and I'll find it and I'll put it back and so I remember this one time I lost all of my nose rings I didn't have any more and then I began to feel convicted and I began to question why is this so important to me why is this so important for me to have a nose ring why is this so important like when I look in the mirror if I don't have a nose ring I don't feel complete and I began to question myself and even that I began to feel convicted like this is something that I shouldn't have because one I felt like the Lord was redefining me and that was one of the things that God was taking away from me for myself um, because it was it was done from a place of rebellion. It was done as a symbol, as a stance of rebellion. And so I was convicted and I stopped using the nose ring and I was sad after. It's almost like I broke up with somebody. I was really sad. I, my heart was really grieved after letting go of this nose ring. And so I want I say that to you. Also, oh, let me also share this with you guys too. When I got my nose pierced, I went with my friends. It was about five or six of us. Everybody got their nose pierced from the same person. And the person who was doing the piercing for every one of us, he did, he did it with a, a piercing gun. Y'all know what that is for those of you who have piercings. So he did it for everybody. And I was the last one, y'all. I was the last one and I wasn't as afraid because everybody did it and they were fine. You know, it was one shot done. And then I said, I remember it was my turn. Everybody had gone. I was the last one. It was my turn. And I sat in the chair and I said to him because I was scared. I was a little afraid. I was like, sir, if you hurt me, I know where you are. And I, I have a, my family is in law enforcement. And if you hurt me, if you do it wrong, we're going to come for you. And I said it in a joking way, but a lot of me meant it for real. So this man looked me in the eye 
and he dug into my nose. I mean, it was not a pretty process. He dug into my, like he made my piercing nasty. Like it was infected for a few weeks. Everybody's piercing was fine, but mine's was infected. And also my nose ring, like he dug it so deep, y'all. Like literally was tortured getting the nose piercing. And and even looking back now, I, I had so many signs that day not to get it. But I pressed my way through it all because I was eating with my friend Rebellion and we was about to get this work done whether we like it or not. Nothing was going to stand in the way of us being rebellious. Uh, rebellious. And so I remember being uh, my nose being infected. I remember going to the nurse a few times. I remember like pus growing around it. I remember bumps growing around it. It was bad. I share all this to say that sometimes we will have signs and we will have uh, things in our path to let us know that this is not the right decision. And when we step into making these decisions, other things will also uh, flare up because of the decisions that we're making that we're not supposed to make in the first place. I hope that that makes sense. Now, I go back to my point, which is very important. The scripture is Hosea 4 and 6. My people perish for the lack of knowledge. We are perishing on today, guys, because we are lacking the knowledge. And this is what you need to know. What This is what you need to understand. The world tells us that just do it. But why do we do the things that we do? What is the significant reason behind the nose ring? If you can see in the Bible, there are earrings and there's stuff like that, but not necessarily nose rings. Those are something that were uncommon. And where did that come from? Where did that tradition start from? And this is why we're talking about it. Now, a lot of you have been asking the Lord personally if this is wrong or if it's good. Now, I'm going to just present you this question, and I believe from this ans- from your answer to this question, you'll be able to discern whether it's good or bad. Would you want something other than God leading, controlling, and handling you? I'll give you a scripture. John 14 and 17. The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it is not looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. The Holy Spirit that is in you will lead you into all truth. My conviction to the Holy Spirit was that it's not good for me, Dela. And for you, it might be different. It might be different now. It might be different later based on where you are in your faith walk with the Lord. But the truth of the matter is that the Holy Spirit that is within you will lead you into all truth. And if you are submitted and if you are willing to eat the fruit of the land, if you're willing to hear God's answer, then you will turn to him and ask him if this is for yourself. And you will receive a conviction straight from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will also give you revelation based on your understanding. Now, let's talk about tattoos very briefly. What is a tattoo? A tattoo is a mark that is intentionally fixed or placed on the skin. 
Now, as I was doing research about this, it was very interesting because I learned something I did not know before. Number one, I learned that tattoos are associated with punishment throughout many cultures. It was associated with something that wasn't good, that if you, it was torture. It was something that if you did something bad, one of the punishment that were feasible was tattooing. Isn't that interesting how back in the day through ages and cultures, this was something that was associated as a punishment. But we live in a culture today where we we will see our friends raise up their hand like, yeah, let's go get a tattoo. They even have tattoo parties nowadays. But it was associated with punishment back, back, back in the day. Ain't that interesting? And what I love to say, we ain't even get that deep yet. Now, the book of Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28 in the New Living Translations tells us, do not cut your bodies for the dead and do not mark your skin with tattoos. I am the Lord. Very straightforward and simply put. Now. What are one of the main reasons that we see people get tattoos in our culture today? Most of the times it's to honor our loved ones who have deceased, those who have died. And I want to make this a point here. As Christians, as ambassadors, as sons and daughters, we grieve the dead, but we don't worship the dead. It's okay to be sad about someone who has passed away, but it's not okay to idolize them. It's not okay to worship them. It's not okay to be stuck on the death and be stuck on who they were and be stuck in how they died. It's not okay. We grieve. We don't worship. We grieve. We do not worship. What does it mean to grieve? To be in deep distress, to be in pain, to be troubled, to be in, in hurt. That's what it means to grieve. Grieve, but don't worship the dead. And so getting back to the conversation of tattooings, oftentimes we see people get tattoos of people who have passed away. Maybe it's their daughter. Maybe it's their mom, whether it's their, fa- it's their father. Oftentimes, which is dangerous, which makes me very concerned about certain people that they are they have problems moving forward. They focus and stay too much in the past that it prevents them from moving forward. Like they literally are stuck in the past. They they everything that they do, oh, this is my mom. My mom did this. My aunt Jenny did this. My 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 aunt Jenny's in my back and this is her clothes and this is what I do and I want to I want to share Aunt Jenny with everybody and it becomes it goes from a place of just feeling grief and then it becomes idolatry now you go from a place of just idolizing them now you go to a place where you're talking about them more than you're talking about the Lord now you're paying more attention to them the one who has dead and and saying oh I saw them in my dream and things like that which by the way is um familiar spirits not your loved ones but we'll talk about that in another episode it becomes idolatry it becomes worship not only that But tattoos were also used to mark slaves. It was used to mark a slave. It was used to 
put distinct mark on a human being to distinct them as someone's property. Just the history behind that just turns me all the way off because once upon a time, my people were enslaved and they were marked by others so that they can be distinct as property. They were sold from land to land from different centuries, uh, countries and, and different uh, places as property. And even that alone turns me off. I don't know about you, but that just don't sit well with me. Now, check this out. This is the one that almost took me out the chair. Listen to this. Tattoos connect you strongly to the subject of the image or wording that you're getting marked on your body, which makes sense why the Lord will say, do not mark your bodies, because he knew that there was something a little bit more in depth that we were unable to see or understand in the moment that will connect us with whatever we're marking our bodies with. That means that in some ways we are connecting strongly with this thing but not only that but we are enslaved to the image we're enslaved to the sin that represents the image that we have on our body so if we have a a dragon what does a dragon represent what does it mean what is the meaning behind a dragon if we have Betty Boop what is the meaning or symbolism behind the image of Betty Boop whatever that means whatever that means of a dragon and Betty Boo or whatever it is that you are choosing to imprint on your body you are taking on the sins of that upon yourself you are adding on to yourself it is important to question the things that we do, to question the things that we believe, the to question the things that society leads us to think that is okay. We need to understand the things that we do. It is important. I believe that the word of the Lord for you within this season is understanding because a lot of the things that we do don't really have an explanation to it. We just do it and we just believe it because society and media tells us that it is it is okay and that we have to think this way and we have to operate this way and we have to talk this way and in order to do to be successful in order to be accepted we have to have our face tattooed and we have to do these things in order to be accepted and God says otherwise he says that we are set apart He has made us to be peculiar. He has made us to be holy. He has made us in his image. Now, what I want you to do, I want you to take it another step further and take this back into prayer. If it is you that you're feeling the conviction within you and you want to change your life, you want to take the piercing off of your nose, you want to take, you know, do what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. And so I want you to really begin to communicate with the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. And if you're listening to this podcast and you are not saved and you want to give your life to the Lord and you realize that these things are the very things that are holding you back and it's been on your mind repeatedly over and over again and you listening to this episode and you're saying to yourself this makes sense 
This is what I've been waiting for. This is calling me to have a deeper relationship with the Lord. I want to take a moment and pray with you. And I also want to let you guys know that just because you have a tattoo does not mean that God can't use you. He will use you with the tattoos on you, using the tattoos of your past life as a testimony. And this is why I say seek the direction of the Holy Spirit in prayer when it comes to these things, because the Holy Spirit will direct you. He will lead you. He will counsel you. He will comfort you. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. According to Acts 2 and 21, your word says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I am calling on you. Father, forgive me for my past ways. I pray and ask Jesus to come into my heart and be Lord over my life. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead according to Romans 8 and 11 I am now reborn I am new and I've been redeemed I am a Christian a child of almighty God I am saved in Jesus name amen and if you pray that prayer for the first time I want you to send me an email at Dela at DelaSabio.com. I want to celebrate with you. If you've been touched, if your life has been changed, if you have been feeling conviction, if this, if any part of this series has helped you, please share with me. Write me an email. Send me a DM in my Instagram and let me know how this has been changing you. How has this been motivating you? How has this helped you? And I want to share that with those listening on the next podcast episode where we will go in depth and we'll talk about the significance of names. We're going into a dip, deeper level and we're going to talk about things that are practical but yet real because we're living a real life facing real things in the real world. So that is all for today, guys. I love you. Thank you for joining me in this journey. I pray that you are continuously transformed throughout this time and that you continue to come back for another episode so that, so that you can be blessed and fed so that no longer you will be perishing, but that you will stand with God's word, equipped, ready for his work. Please don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, which you will receive videos and more encouragement. I love you guys and I'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys.